Say you lost your trust And you never should have No, you never should have Don't break your back If you ever see this But don't answer that In a bulletproof vest with the windows all closed I'll be telling myself I'll see you soon In a telescope lens When all you want is friends I'll see you soon that was See You Soon um, Originally by Coldplay But I just covered it here <laughs> What is up everybody Welcome to the podcast If you're new here um, Welcome My name is Jared A. Freeman I am 26 years old from Australia um, The reason why I'm making this podcast Is to just you know, talk about stuff And it's, it's unadulterated humour so, um, I mean, it's mostly just to chill, you know, just to chill out and, um, yeah, basically just talk about stuff. So today is the 7th of October, so that means, unfortunately, Eddie Van Halen died. Um, if you don't know who Eddie Van Halen is, he is the guitarist from Van Halen. You, you would know Van Halen by the lead singer known as David Lee Roth. He's the one that did like jump and stuff, and it was really good. It's like I get up and nothing gets me down. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I never really messed with Eddie Van Halen. But yes, I was too young. I guess I was born in the 90s, so I had, you know, Nirvana and whatnot in Mudvayne. Well, early Mudvayne and early Deftones. And that's the thing. Deftones, O-H-M-S, which is pronounced, um, um, <laughs> not good. I mean, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you're into the, you know, the... The alternative metal Deftone scene, but when you hear um, Diamond Dies and then the Jap- Japanese album Koyo No Kid or something, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but you tend to find that you don't really mess with the heavier stuff. Like, I know some people, they love the heavier stuff, but I like their slow melodic music. And the funny thing is, I was actually thinking about it before, um, Chino Marino, the actual singer, he admitted that in the 90s he was on drugs back then and you can really tell you can really uh, see the vibe going on same thing happened with glass jaw back in early 2003 2006 um yeah you can just tell <laughs> but i mean it's what made him sound better it's like um Essendon in australia you got you guys know Essendon in australia um the Essendon football team uh, they played better on drugs <laughs> 
so um, we're going to jump into the new ACDC song. I was actually offended. Uh, I think it was Gold One Hundred Four. Um, one of the one of the uh, hosts, or I think it was Gold One Hundred Four or One Hundred Seven Point Five. She's like, oh, seeing as how um, Angus Young, who was the guitarist, brother to Melvin Young, I think Melvin died like two years ago. Um, Alvin, she's like, oh, does that mean um, Angus Young um, is like 65 and his cousin Stevie Young or something is like 60, so therefore Angus Young wears the high school clothes and Stevie wears the diapers? I, after she said that, I was like, okay, two things, either A, she's never heard of ACDC, or she's not a fan, or she's not aware of the backstory of, you know, ACDC, you know, how, I think it was um, Angus or Malvin got the name ACDC from a sewing machine, <laughs> while his sister was using a sewing machine or something, and they're like, wow, okay, let's call it Akadaka, as in, like, power supply, and that's why they got high voltage and whatnot, and, um, Another thing is, it's like, okay, you can disrespect bands. I don't care for shit posting on bands. Like, if you're talking smack about Justin Bieber or Shawn Mendes, you do you, but you do not. In Australia, the one thing you don't do is make fun of ACDC. That is basically, you know, next to Midnight Oil. <laughs> Midnight Oil. Um, Peter Garrett, the lead singer who actually went into politics. Um, the music... And the messages are two different things. With Midnight Oil, some people say, I love the music. And then some people of Midnight Oil say, I like the music, but I don't agree with the politics. But for me, I am all Midnight Oil because it's talking about the history of the ancestors. You know, the the original, you know, fuck. You know, the Aboriginals, the, you know, the people that were here in Australia before the English immigrants came, and there's a very sad story, people think, oh, you know, um, this came, this came, no, basically the English people came, the English back in like 1860 or 1870 or something, the English um, immigrants, convicts, came to Australia and just had their way with the Aboriginal people, and it was a very sad story, it was very bad, very bad taste in racism, and it really misshaped the world we lived in today because we stole a lot of homes and it was it was just a bad time back then but now i'm hoping that we can get along with the the indigenous people of australia because i'm 26 years old i can assure you i have never had any problems with the any any indigenous people whatsoever they're very nice people they make really good football players. <laughs> but the thing is, the problem is when you're looking at the 90s, um, the 90s was an interesting time. See, I was 94, so luckily I was in the middle, dead smack of the epidemia. Now, when I say the epidemic of the 90s, you, you think of AIDS. No, AIDS was like 86. But the problem is, the problem is with the 90s, okay, is the f worst heroin epidemic the world has ever seen. I mean, the 90s was the worst epidemic for heroin. Now, I don't want to go into details of what heroin is, but let's just say it's a very, very powerful painkiller that ruins lives, but it probably 
hasn't ruined as much lives as meth has because meth is more potent and more deadly towards heroin heroin is the thing with heroin is is that if you inject yourself with heroin you just become uh, dormant and knocked out for like eight hours it's not a big deal it's what you do off of heroin that makes you dangerous because you really want that rush again and when you're on meth you tend to just lose control and you just you know so in the 90s was the heroin epidemic that in the early 2000s was the speed epidemic and when you were young you know you'd have the the speed ads and whatnot and you were really you know you were really like well you know what is speed you know what is ice what is meth and then when you get older you realize that you know you came from the 90s which was the heroin epidemic then the 2000s which was the speed epidemic and then the 2010 which was the ice epidemic and then you had the 2020s now which is just the covid epidemic so australia does kind of have a drug problem some people it depends where you go some people do pills some people do this some people do that it really depends but all, all in all, the worst epidemia that Melbourne has ever seen was in Victoria. Well, Melbourne, Victoria, which was the heroin epidemic. But New South Wales doesn't have to worry about that because they got funnel web spiders and they just fucking eat everybody. Um, this one is Wood. Wood. Yeah, Wood by Alice in Chains. No me broken by my master. Teach thee, young child, love hereafter. Into the flood again. The same old trip it was back then. So I made a big mistake to try and see what was my way. Drifting in body, soul desertion Flying, not quite yet a notion Into the flood again The same old trip it was back then So I made a big mistake Try and see what was my way. That was a really good one. Um, Alice in Chains has a very good. Um, it has a very good Nirvana feel to it because Nirvana and um, Alice in Chains came in around the same same time. So I mean, you know why not? I really. I actually didn't get into Nirvana when I was a lot older. Yeah, okay, I got into Nirvana, but I never 
got into Nirvana when I was growing up. Because, um, don't get me wrong, I like Nirvana, but... To be honest, I had... I had Screaming Jets. I had Screaming Jets. I had Pearl Jam. I had Faith No More. I had, uh, Live Throwing Copper. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I had very good music. I had a very good taste of music. And the thing is, people go, oh, you know, music is subjective. But it's like, okay... If you like Michael Jackson, if you like rock music, like, uh, like you know, Nirvana, Free Fighters, um, you know, Savage Garden, I'm just trying to say that music is subjective, so it's really hard to narrow down what is what. Now, these days, music has changed. You've got Ariana Grande, you've got Bring Me The Horizon, you've got a very niche-selective bunch of music. And the the whole orchestra, the sorrow of music, like the soul of it, doesn't sound the same. If you put in a Savage Garden album, um, you would probably think that it's aged a lot. And that's okay. It's okay to, you know, look at music that's aged over the years. But whether it's aged like fine wine... Or it doesn't have the common snare and the 808 that, that music these days has. Because when you look at the music back in the day, be like... Shit like that. Now music these days is like... You know, you look at Joel Turner, you look at um, John Fardelman, you know... And music changes over the years. It changes. People get different. People grow up. People get different tastes. Like when you're young, you'll like Korn. You'll like Slipknot. You will like Mudvayne. You will like, you know, different kind of music. Then you get older. You go, okay, I want a more softer music. I want music that tells a story like Queen. And to actually settle down and find your music niche changes. Because when I was young, yes, okay, I liked In Excess. Because I grew up with an excess. I couldn't escape Michael Hutchins back in the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> and then you grow older. You go, okay, I like in excess. But I like Depeche Mode. And the reason why I like Depeche Mode personally is because it's love stories. You know, like policy, a truth, it's no good. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, you know, shit, kind of shit like that. And then you look at Genesis, you know, Genesis, like, the Phil Collins Genesis is just love stories up the butt. Like, I mean, there's a lot of love stories in it. One more night. But if you get the Peter Gabriel Genesis, then it's a different bunch of cattle. Because it, because you look at um, the Beatles, okay, you look at the Beatles. If you give the Beatles more drugs, which is... Uh, um, which is unfathomable. I don't think you can ever give the Beatles any more LSD or acid. They turn into Genesis. Genesis is the the dark trip of the Beatles. Like, Beatles' magical mystery tour is nothing compared to Genesis. Like, if you get Genesis Hogweed or The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway um, selling England by the pound, you will realise that Genesis is kind of like Pink Floyd. And... You, you see that in the musical taste because the era was like, you know, acid, LSD, 
you know, all that hallucinogenic stuff. And that's why, you know, Jimi Hendrix and, you know, all those like Janis Joplin. I know Janis Joplin went crazy back in the day. Don't even deny it. Kurt Cobain, he was on heroin. Wasn't really a secret. Um, but the thing is, like, you look at all artists and they're humans. You know, you look at some some band people that don't even touch drugs. You know, some people, they experiment with it and they go, you know what, it's not for me. But you find, you know, a majority of musicians, like, is mainly rock and metal, which is all about, you know, you know, drugs and shit. But then you look at the Beatles with Helter Skelter and you go, huh? Helter Skelter is probably the most iconic metal song that was ever made that was not by a metal band. Like, Helter Skelter was weird. And then you've got bands like, you know, like, the devil went down to Georgia, and they were looking for a shoulder steel to go by on the way behind, and the boy, you know, like, drugs are bad, okay? But if you've ever heard of a band called New Order, um, yes. They really just, and another thing is Underworld. If you have ever heard underneath the radar underneath the radar we kiss underneath the bubble yeah i mean they were a prime example kids don't do drugs <laughs> okay but no nah, i mean i was lucky because i like i said yeah okay i grew up in the 90s which was a a very rough time but at the same time is is that i i'm actually glad that I actually grew up after um, pre-heroin epidemia because I had a really bad drug problem in my late teens, late teens, early 20s. And I, I lost my parents. Well, they're still alive, but I lost connection with my parents. I, I was losing jobs. I was a complete drug freak. I, I was... I did a lot of drugs. <laughs> I did a lot of drugs. And you look back and you go, okay, was it worth it? I mean, I had some good times. But to me, they were good times. But to other people, you know, getting blazed and watching movies and playing video games, you know, to some people it sounds like a good time because people never leave that drug phase. But I look back and I go, you know what? It is what it is. You know, I never hurt anybody. I was the, the drug, the, the junkie, basically, that, you know, I wasn't ripping off people, okay? I wasn't doing bad things. I just got my weed, got my drugs or whatever, and just chilled and played games, man. I was never, you know, beating up people for money, which doesn't really, you know, exempt me from being, um, you know, being a, a junkie, you know? And the, the common grounds is that these days, you know, if I get cold and junkie, it's like, well, I used to be, but I'm not anymore. I'm a reform junkie. <laughs> but the thing is, the sometimes the past comes up to haunt us. That is why I'm scared for my future. The thing is, I'm 26, okay? Um, I know I've said it before, but I'm single. Um, I don't... I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't really have a relationship and my willpower is breaking and I'm actually scared that I will reform back to drugs because it's a coping mechanism you know I've I've 
there's a lot of things in this world that bring you happiness, but unfortunately, I've never found happiness, like pure fucking next level happiness than doing drugs, and that's why it scares me. Like, I mean, if I ever take the needle again, which I say again with a question mark because I don't know if I've actually, you know, done heroin. I don't think I have, but it wouldn't surprise me that when I was in my five-year drug years, I probably would have shot up a few times. I really don't know, and that's being brutally honest. I told mum, I'm like, look, mum, I was doing weed, I was doing meth, but I don't know if I shot up or not. I really don't know. I could have, but I don't know if I've ever done heroin. (laughs) It sounds dumb, but when you do a lot of drugs, you kind of forget shit but I'm saying that I'm scared because if I ever go back onto drugs I would more likely kill myself and that's the problem I mean when you know when you've got nothing left to lose are you really even losing anything This song is called Love Scared. Originally performed by wolves like us. Don't waste our time already. And I'm leaving if you're not coming. For how long was I lost? Now we still do shopping and and we wait each other last. Oh, love, I know you so. And we know when we have stubborn love. When it's bleeding and I need stitches What matters is how well we will walk through the fire If you're losing your soul and knowing Then you still got a soul left to lose I know you. And we know where we have stepped up. When it's bleeding in its ditches. I didn't really feel that one. <laughs> I mean, that was 
performed with a guitar that was pretty good. A really good... A really good um, band I got into was the Tears for Fears. They were my really favourite. This one is Mother's Talk. My future form is the change in the weather. We can't, we can't work it out. My future's born with the change in the weather. We can't, we can't work it out. Where the wind blows, where the mothers talk, where the wind blows. Where the wind blows, where the mothers talk, where the wind blows. Where the wind blows, where the mothers talk, where the wind blows. We can, only we can work it out. It's not that you're not good enough. It's just that we could make you better, given that you paid the price. We can keep you young and tender Following our footsteps of a funeral pie You were paid not to listen to your houses of fire Wake me up when things get started When everything starts to happen My future's born with the change in the weather. We can't, we can't work it out. My future's born with the change in the weather. We can't, we can't. Only we can work it out. I remember actually, listen, I was at work. That was, I actually remember I was at work and the first song that I ever heard from Tears for Fears that actually wasn't Everybody Wants to Rule the World was um, Head Over Heels. Na, 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 na. Something happened out of Head Over Heels. Yeah, that one. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. This is my four leaf clover. Yeah, that was a really good one. Um, yeah, that was so that was the, actually the Tears of Fear song that I heard that actually wasn't Everybody Wants to Rule the World and I loved it. I went home and back then we actually had Spotify. So this was predating twenty sixteen. So this is going four years ago. <laughs> like four years ago. Um I quickly rushed home. And I told my mate, I'm like, yo, have you heard of this band called Tears for Fears? And my mate's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I heard this song called um, Head Over Heels, Broken. Um, yeah, Broken Head Over Heels. Because you've got the song Broken, and then you've got Head Over Heels, and then they put them together. And he said, yeah, it's from the Big Chair um, Choir. And 
to this day I still listen to the piano version of Tears for Fears, uh, Mother's Talk, all thanks to my, um, my amazing, gifted talent in recognising good music. And it's a real thing, because you look at David Bowie, you know, you look at David Bowie when he had his red hair and he was the Thin White Duke and Ziggy Stardust and, oh, oof, talk about drugs. The thing is, he did cocaine. And cocaine is good for about maybe 30 minutes. And then after that, you're like, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, cocaine's just too, I don't know, it's just, it's just not that great. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm more of a sedative kind of a high person, so cocaine's not really my thing, you know. I don't really want to, you know, just become Scarface and just have a massive clump of on my table and just start doing thin white lines that's what blurred lines is by uh, robin thick and he got sued for that song because he was ripping off some other song i know you want it uh, i know good girl so that song sucks shit anyway i think he actually had a comeback or something and they fucking trashed it um but no like i mean in the form of drugs, uh, honestly, sedations, uh, like opiates, opium and shit, which is just heroin, would probably be like go-to because A, it's a painkiller and B, it's just a lot better for you. Not really, it's fucking bad. It, you, your teeth fall out, you get scabs, you get track marks, you get aches and pain. Not that I'd know, but I mean, you look at weed and weed's amateur shit. You know, like, you look at weed, meth, ice, speed, and you'll find that with any drug, there is a, a home brand, homemade one. Like, you've got heroin, which is natural opium, which is from a poppy seed, which is just natural shit they had used in, like, World War Two. And then you look at fucking a crocodile, which is a Russian, Russian heroin, which actually turns your skin into fucking scabs. And you only really can be on it for about two years before you just fucking die and I think um, Louis Theo um, was doing an interview I don't know if it was Louis Theo but someone was doing an interview with an ex-crocodile addict and they said the high is fucking insane but the repercussion is just not worth it and that's the thing with a lot of ex-reformed um, people that have been on drugs you know they go oh you know it was good, the high was good the times were good but it, it wasn't worth it and, I mean, each zone, like some people, they like to do fucking speed and just get wired up and just da 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 I couldn't do it because I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy person, you know, so I would put myself in a situation where, you know, being up and about, because when it, back in my meth days, we had um, a snow cone, which is just weed and meth. So it was like you, you put on the weed and then you put on the, the, the meth. Or you laced it, you lace it with, um, you know, methamphetamine, and then you smoke it. You know, it's a little bong, obviously, and you just can't sit still. You're you're running up and down. You're fucking just you're grinding your teeth. It's not a fucking good look. And then so yeah, but ketamine's pretty good. You could you can like drink or smoke a lot of ketamine as much as you want, and you can't overdose. The worst thing you're gonna do is just pass out. It's just fucking like horse tranquilizer you know but elephant tranquilizer is the strongest shit on the market so i've been told
another thing is, if you, um, if you really, if you really like music, um, if you really like music, then go after the producers or the, the, the people that write us, because, um, Sean from Slipknot, the clown, he's an actual clown. He did uh, Slipknot and he did Mudvayne. And Mudvayne LT50, Lethal Dosage 50, was amazing. Actually, we're going to finish off today's episode with Mudvayne. This is uh, Dead Inside. is the last song that Mudvayne ever released together. And I'm sad that they split. But this is Dead Inside. And I'm Jared A. Freeman. Thank you for joining the show today. I don't feel good Just an ordinary day I don't care much about what you think It all washes away in the end Under sky so grey In the end we're all dead inside can't deny what is real The pain I feel Dead inside Can't deny always suffering It's just my way I've seen enough no more hurt today All damage is done No more life this world It all washes away in the end Yonder sky so great In the end we're all dead inside can't deny what is real The pain I feel Dead inside Can't deny always suffering yeah.